So welcome everyone to this week's interview, uh, Phrase Your Profile. Today I have Ronald and Petrina with me and we're going to have a, the most amazing chat on iridology. If you don't know what that is yet, then I'll leave Ronald and Petrina explain and also let them share their story and how they, got, they started doing what they do now. So welcome Ronald and Petrina. It's so good to have you here finally with me today. Thank you very much for inviting us. Yeah, great, great to meet you again. <laughs> again. So how did you guys start? I want to hear both of your stories. Um, you can choose who to start. Um, how did you, uh, I know you, um, you individually were doing Aridology before you guys met. So how did you start? What's the story behind your well, today's work? Well, for myself, I'm an accountant and auditor. So I was working very, very long hours and it got to a stage of my life where I got very tired. And I said, I must really pay more attention to my health because I, I was healthy. However, it was like I was working really long hours, like maybe 12 hours a day and maybe six, seven days a week. So it got a stage where, yes, the money was good, but it wasn't really satisfactory anymore. So I got more inclined to my health. I was already eating quite healthy. So however, when my parents, they're based in Malaysia, that's where I'm from, and Ronald was actually working there. So my mom and dad were one of his first customers and his followers. So my mom told me, when you next come back to Malaysia to visit, you must go and see Ronald to actually get your health checked out. So I did. And I got really interested in that because he taught me a lot of things that um, I was really eating very healthy compared to other people. Mm -hmm. However, he took the health level to a different, different level, higher level, much higher level in terms of adding more herbs, more minerals to my food. And that's how I actually got into more interest in iridology as well. So I've actually learned from there. Mm -hmm. And for Ronald, I think his, his is a different story because he started a long, long time way before me. Long time ago. Yeah. The, the, you want to add more to yours? No, that's no. fine. Yeah. Now, we, we um, you know, if you told me about, say, 25 years ago that I would be working in England or UK and, um, and, 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 and partnered and married to a lady like Petrina, I would have thought, nah, nah. I, 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 Australia, Asia, fine, but England, nah. nah. <laughs> I would have really thought that. but Because of the lack of sunshine. The lack of sunshine and, and perceptions, you know. So, But how it all started it was quite fascinating. Um, in, I'll just summarise it. When, when I was three years old, my grandfather was from French extraction, right? And my grandmother also the same. Now, my grandfather was one of the incredibly wise, smart people about organic foods and also organic chickens and so on and so on, right? So, and in his yard, right, I, I remember this vividly, in his yard, he had papaya, pawpaw, mangoes, bananas, guavas, chocos, uh, lettuces. He had, he had everything. And, you know, at that, when you were young, you three to say 10 years old you you either get interested in it or it's like nah doesn't matter but mm -hmm. i i saw what he did in his in his yard with the planting and all the things he was adding to it like chicken manure and horse manure and i thought this is interesting stuff right and he was also taking me to the markets where they were selling fresh food but then i would look at that food and i would look at his food and i realized there was a big difference right his food was alive absolutely alive right so i thought i got interested in it and 
There was about 38 cousins in our family, big families, you know, from mum, dad, dad, and all. 38 cousins all up. Some of them are eight, nine people in the same family, you know. So, but a remarkable bit is that my grandfather must have sensed something about me. He picked me out of 38 cousins who were, you know, in the roundabouts. He picked me and he said, Ronald, you are going to, you're going to be really, really switched on with what I'm going to teach you. And I, and I was quite amazed that he picked me because some of the other ones were seen as smart, older, whatever. And I thought, yep, yeah, I'll go with this. And so every day when I'd come home from school, I'd go and see him. I'd go and visit him next door. He's living next to us, right? I'd go and see him and, and I'd help him in the garden. And I, and I learned an enormous amount about, about chickens and, and so on. And one of the things he taught me uh, why eggs are so much better is when they're fertilized, mm -hmm. right? And what do you mean by that? He said he had about 80 chickens, right? Females, and he had 12 roosters, 12, right? So he worked out between seven to eight chickens per rooster, kept the chickens happy, and, and the eggs were incredibly tasty. I, I remember the taste, you know, like, you know, it's not the, like the eggs you get today, right? They, these were like properly managed. And he was feeding them grains and wheat and and rice cooked. He he really cared for them. So and and I, every time we would feel so a bit unwell, grandma would make would make like a chicken um, soup. chicken soup. Mm -hmm. uh, she'd make a fresh egg uh, salad, and she would add the chocos, the tomatoes, the cucumbers with the skin on. And I just learned and I learned and I learned. Little did I know that I would eventually be like a world author eventually and i'd be i'd be working in about 23 countries on on this subject right so anyway so i got so that that was where i started nutrition and then i school at that point i studied all i mean all the top nutritions that were around uh Arola, little old cordell adele davis lady selena all of those i bought their books and I, I, I met some of them and I read them and, and I, I just learned the next level, the next level. Eventually I thought, hey, I, I reckon I can do as well, if not better, by me doing my own research. Mm -hmm. So I went into the organic system and, and I, I was blessed enough to meet a, 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 a English horticulturist living in Adelaide called Peter Bennett. Peter was an amazing guy, right? And he, he had learned his lesson he, at the age of, he was qualified uh, agriculturist horticulturist and and this guy had had a massive heart attack at the age of 50 and he and he stopped doing corporate work and he went into organic gardening shop he started a little shop called an organic gardening shop and um, and and he was on a busy road and he he's probably about probably 15 square feet and I'll tell you what, that place was a mine of information. He had all the probiotics, prebiotics, minerals, you know, all the vitamins of plants. He was, and then he, he took me to his, so I, he was doing a, a, a weekly course on a Wednesday night for about three or four hours. Anyway, I studied that course under him for five years, five years. Every Wednesday night, I ended up going in his garden, looking at his growth. He was growing courgettes. 18 inches long 18 inches right he, i've got photos of it 18 inches long he was getting cucumbers tomatoes in his back garden in adelaide and 
the remarkable with at that size courgette they were still as tender as a courgette it was six inches Mm -hmm. It was that good. It used to, we used to make like uh, like meat dishes inside the courgette. It was that big, you know? But in Australia, we call it zucchini. Yeah. Right? Anyway, from, so I moved on and moved on from there. And then eventually, um, wherever I went, wherever I went, was it Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, wherever, in Singapore, I started planting organically wherever I went. So, so eventually... Um, when I when I came here about eight nine years ago, um, I said to Petrina, I looked at the backyard and I looked. I said, "Where's your food production?" <laughs> it was mainly lawn yeah, and was, lots of dandelions. To be fair, yeah, yeah. There was not. There was two acacia trees and two bamboo trees. I said, "Where's your food production?" <laughs> and and she looked at me. She said, "What are you talking about? I work six and a half days a week." <laughs> she said, "I don't have time for this." Right? I said, "Well." Let, I said, sack your gardener. Yeah, she had a gardener come every six weeks. Sack your gardener, I'll, I'll do everything. So in the last eight years, um, I've planted 20 fruit trees, mm -hmm. uh, 48 herbs, and about 16 vegetables. Right? Which, which, and, and you look at the garden, it's just green in the back. Absolutely green, right? Now, the good thing about it is that the, when I started, I started with three pots. So that was giving us food for about, say, a month, two months, a year. And I thought, no, I'm not happy with that. I want to, I want to push the system that I create so that it would provide food for 11 months or 12 months. Right? And in the last three years, we managed to get it to 11 months. And then last year, we, we, we built, we invested into a, um, a small glass house, but five, six feet by about four feet. And, and that has been a huge additional because now we're growing in winter as well. So mm -hmm. we can grow, we can grow uh, all of that. So, so what actually happened is that how we went from there in the iridology in 1976, okay, 1976, my back was playing up. I was 30 years old. He used um, to be in the army. He used so to be he in the was army. jumping out of yeah. Um, yeah. helicopters. Yeah. Huge parachutes and parachute, yeah. bags, backpacks. Backpacks and all. So my lower back was quite quite sore. So anyway, I ended up I ended up being uh, being uh, invited to visit a chiropractor called Tony Human in Adelaide. And already I'd had a background of about 30, uh, 46, yeah, about 30 years in nutrition already. So when he met me, remember he's a chiropractor, right? So, so you, just to be clear, so for 30 years you did, you had yeah. background in nutrition and then yeah. cardiology. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just about every branch of nutrition, you're talking about prebiotics, probiotics, vitamins, minerals, proteins, carbohydrates, fats. I did it, right? Okay. And I was tuned into it. But as fate would have it, when I went to see this guy, Tony Human, he's a brilliant chiropractor, I was in the scene. Instead of instead of lying me on the couch and, and manipulating and testing me, he said, "Open your eyes." And I went, "What?" <laughs> what does that mean? I, I was third, and I was very alert. Yeah. And, he, and he said, "Open your eyes." I said, "Okay." He said, "Close this one." So I went like that, and he got his magnifying glass and he looked in his right eye, and he's muttering away, you know. And then and then he went to the left eye, and then he went to his drawer. And he and he kept he kept, had a chart like this. He had a chart like this. Which wasn't black and white. It was in black those and days. white in those days. It was black and white, you know. He had a chart like this. It was 1976. Is it for everyone to see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. 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 yeah.
Okay. Right and left. We'll go and do it a bit more in a minute, right? Yep. So, and, and that chart at the time was black and white. And he had it hidden in the drawer. I don't know why, but maybe he didn't want me to know it, so what he was doing. But, but I was so curious because he kept opening the drawer, looking at it, and then going back and forth, right? Anyway, um, at the end of, at the end of uh, about 10, 15 minutes of analysis, just with a magnifying glass, he lied me down, you know, and he went, right. And he went down exactly to where my pain was. Exactly. There's 24 vertebrae in the back. And what was affected was about 19, 20, 21, thereabouts. And he went straight there. And I thought, how the hell did you know that? I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him where my back was hurting, right? So just because in the chart, chart, in the chart, the aridology chart, yeah. you'll see the back itself over here. The ver the, that's, that's, where is the, it? Can you point again? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Down there. Yeah, yeah, sorry, where this, this area is, yeah. that, that's yeah. the back itself. Yeah. yeah, this whole thing's the back. Can you see it? And the same with the with the left eye as well. Can you see over here? Mm -hmm. yeah. that, that's the back. Yeah. Yeah. To be more precise, it's a spinal cord. Yes. All right. Just to explain to our listeners, because if we're, in case somebody doesn't know what aridology is. Yes, right, yes. It's what, yeah, I'll let you ex explain. It's basically well, the eye can show any health concerns on a specific yeah the iris yeah. yeah just just go back one step at the end at the end of the of his of his consulates like 20 minutes or so he adjusted my back and i looked at him and i said tony you're a chiropractor what are you doing looking in my eyes mm. and he went iridology and i went and i went what i said what is that he said i can look in your eyes and i can tell where your back is out your vertebrae is out subluxation I went, what's in the drawer? <laughs> he goes, he pulled out the chart. He said, here it is. It looked like Greek hieroglyphics. And I went, my goodness, how does he know that? I said, who taught you this? He said, my father is a top chiropractor. He taught me that. Mm -hmm. And I straight away, anyway, I said to him, I said, look, would you mind, would you mind giving me some, some information about how I start? And he did. He gave me a book on it. Volume two went from there. And then, and then, and then this, this is a, this was, this is volume two, um, volume two, look at the size of it. Yeah. Look at the size of that it. That thick. Right? That thick. Look at that. That's it. Is that the, that's, the Bible of aridology? Is that oh, Bible? it's the yeah. Bible. Right? Like yeah. that, so. And look at the markings, huh? That's, that's my fourth book, right? So, and then I've got another one, um, this one, that was written by another top lady from America, see that? Mm -hmm. And that's quite a big book, hardcover. So there's about 800 pages of absolutely hardcore information about iridology. So, so iridology, in a nutshell, has been around for about 250 years, right? But back in those days, they would use magnifying glass, right? So in as time went on, um, it, it just developed and developed and developed. I ended up meeting a leading camera band builder uh in in america in california and he so you see that camera behind us there mm -hmm. uh, he he yeah. built that this guy was a was an iridologist himself but he also built the camera for 35 years of experiments so this is now the leading camera in the world for iridology right so to be more to answer your question more precisely what is iridology it is the study of the iris okay now, what is the iris? In, in the Egyptian uh, language, iris actually means rainbow. 
So the Egyptians were quite advanced in, in, in health. I didn't know and that. Okay. They were very advanced. And, and so you can see on the hieroglyphics back in their tombs and the catacomb, they had pictures of eyes, right? So they must have had some degree of interest in the iris. And I understand that some of the Egyptians had purple eyes, purple eyes, green eyes, blue eyes, you know, you know hazel, it was amazing. Huh? So there's evidence of that, right? So anyway, um, so they started with the, with the iris. They call it because it's, it was like a rainbow. You see the rainbow of colors. Mm -hmm. And the eye can be like that. You can have a rainbow of colors, right? In, in, in eye. Depends on the person, right? So at that point, I thought, I'm going to study this for about a year. If it makes sense, I'm going to keep going. Right? If it doesn't, I'm going to keep going with my nutrition. Right? So anyway, uh, I started studying. And the more I studied it, the more I realized that this was incredible science and an approach with the right cameras and the right intelligence that it would reveal some amazing, absolutely amazing truth about what's happening inside the body. Right? So I studied every book, every book I got on it, I studied for about five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. right? So I, I ended up, I ended up um, photographing over 40,000 pairs of eyes. Well, you stopped counting. 40,000 was years ago. Yeah, that it was, was bad. <laughs> 40,000 pairs of eyes. Now, 40,000 pairs of eyes. So that's a lot of experience, right? And so, what happened is the iridology, the iridology was a primary uh, analytic tool to, to, to actually look at the eye and tell you up to 600 conditions in the eye. 600. 600. Right? Wow. 600. But I reckon there's more. You can see more, right? So, so what iridology is, I'll give you a bit of a summary. What iridology actually is, is the, the intense capacity to study, to photograph the eye, photograph the iris, blow it up on a computer about this big, quite big, all that, and then read the eye from 12 o'clock all the way down to one o'clock, two o'clock, and every location reveals something. Every location, right? For example, if I get that chart, I'm gonna show you, if I get the chart, uh, just show them the right. Now, if you look here, you'll see right, and you'll see left, right? Okay, can you see it, right and left? Now, that sector from here to here is the right brain. Okay. You get it? From, that, from there to there, right brain. And that sector here to here is a left brain. Now, the studies show that that portion here in the right brain, in that bit, depending on the markings, that would reveal the imagination capacity of the, of the patient. Imagination. So right brain, Right eye, imagination. The left brain here, logic. Mm -hmm. So you can actually tell with someone logical or not. You can okay. deal with someone whether someone's got imagination or not. It's developed in them, okay. Developed in them, right? And you can see it in kids, grandfathers, grandmothers, everything else. So that's the brain part. But also revealed in the iridology is the throat area, the tonsils, the the thyroid, the, the ears, the nose, the, the lungs, um, <clears throat> the, um, the, the bronchial tubes, the heart, the pancreas, the kidneys, the liver, the gallbladder, the colon, the entire digestive system, the legs, 
-hmm. Everything is in the eye, every key organ. So, for example, yeah. if you've had an injury in, say, your foot, yeah. that marks up in the eye as well. Yeah, exactly. And even years later, it can still show up, depending yeah. on how the foot has healed. Yeah. And, and the main reason why you can see that, because it's been scientifically proven that the eye has 28,000 nerve endings. 28,000 nerve endings. Mm -hmm. So, on the left side of the body, it's unlike a stroke. If you get a stroke on this side, you're likely to be paralyzed on the right, all right? And if you get a stroke on this side, you're likely to be paralyzed on the left. But in iridology, your left eye- I was to say, I thought it would be the other way around. Well, for the yes. no. yeah, okay. yeah. Fabulous, isn't it? So, mm -hmm. so, so the left eye talks about your left brain, your left hair, okay. your left ear, your left nose, left cheekbone, left thyroid, left lung, all the way down the left, okay? And the right side tells about your right brain, right eyes, right side, right throat, and so on, right? So, so and then you can pinpoint the, the damage or the toxicity when you understand the markings as much as we do now. You can actually pinpoint it exactly where it is. You know whether it's the left side or the right side. Okay. Well, the heart and stomach and things like that that don't really have yes. left or right. Yeah. It's all there. It's all, all there. Twice, on both sides. Yeah. Well, you get you get some which are more prominent on the right side, like the liver. The mm -hmm. liver's in two parts. So you got the liver on the right side, more prominent, and the smaller liver is on the left side. So you can even tell the toxicity in the left liver or the right liver from the eyes. Okay. <laughs> so you 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 then know what you're talking about. You know you know whether the whole liver is toxic. Or only parcel, right? Same with the thyroid. You could have someone with um, with a problem with their left thyroid, and that will show more on the left side in the eye, right? In the iris, right? Now, so what happened as a result is when you when you follow this all the way through, and 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 you have the very vivid photography, and we've got excellent computer, excellent software, and excellent um, camera, so we're able to highlight every single fiber in the eye every single fiber right and in blue eyes and azel eyes we see the fibers much more clearly right now another thing that's fascinating it's like when you look at the eyes you can tell whether the eyes is weak or you know the actual fabric it can be acute subacute chronic or degenerative okay now for example if your fibers in the eye are straight like that and they're tied to each other, all right, that is equivalent to cotton. Mm -hmm. Now, cotton is very strong, right? So, so if the cotton, the weaving is like that, it's very tight. If everything in the fiber in that eye is tight like that, that is per, that's what we call a strong constitution, right? Now, remarkably, as the body starts to get old or you're not taking care of it, the fibers, instead of being like that, they'll open up. Mm -hmm. open up and then where they open up is that's where you see the damage that's where you see the toxicity the damage the weakness and the condition of the toxicity and the condition of that organ right mm -hmm. so you'll see zigzags like that you'll see twists you'll see crossovers they all mean something is happening in that particular location right for example at 740 in the right eye that's your liver and gallbladder. So if I see a mark like that in your liver and it's all brown, it means your liver is toxic. Fascinating, isn't it? It is. Right? 
Yeah, so, so rather than do test after test after test, you can actually pin down the organ that is suffering. Right? Now, whilst we're on that, you've got to know this as well. When you, when you see the organ, you can actually tell from our ideology, you can actually tell the level of toxicity or weakness that that, that person suffers from. Right? How do you, can you tell that? Well, well, for example, if you look at, say, the photographs, and they're like that, in the liver, right? and the liver is like clear brown, that means the liver is fine. So it's the extent to which... And then if you do this, or if you go like this, zigzag, and crossovers, and you can see it's like a wound, you know, being cut in, depending on the size of it, mm. you can then tell what level of toxicity yeah. or weakness that, that organ is suffering from. Yeah. Okay, and now the, the, the next fascinating thing is that you've got to be able to decipher whether that weakness on the liver came from the grandfather or the grandmother or the grand or the mum and dad, right? And and I, that made me realize okay, we're all made of ancestry, we're all made of the of the of the, the genetics of ancestry, right? It could be from grandfather, great grandfather, great grandmother. That's why you see the features come true you look at all photos you go oh gosh that's my grandfather look at he's got the same eyes as me so and now you don't get the genetics just from your face you also get it from your body type like whether you're you're whether you're mesomorph ectomorph endomorph right you also you also get it to whether you can you can you, you, when you talk to your parents they'll say oh grandfather the bad liver or down in the bad liver, and you go, oh gosh. Then you start to add it all together, yeah. and that liver problem has genetically transferred itself to you. Mm -hmm. Now the good news is, once you know that, if you didn't know that, right, you wouldn't know how to treat it. Yeah. But with iridology, you can. You know how to treat it because you don't have to. You don't have to fight with the genetics. You can. You can modify the genetics and improve the health of that organ. Mm -hmm. Wow, is that, I tell you what, that blew despite me away. Genetics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, despite the genetics. Now, you've got to remember this, genetics plays quite a big part. It's been proven that the human body is, is, that is, is made up of one-third genetics, one-third genetics, two-thirds other things, right? Like the environment. Like the environment and, uh, you know, the food you eat and everything else, right? But one third is a lot. There's I thought it was even less actually, but I guess they're different theories. No. I thought it's ten percent genetics and ninety environment. No. no, no, it's it's one it's one third because I'll give you an example. How I I I proved that. My my sister, for example, we always kid each other because she knows what I do. My sister got mum's hands, and she got dad's legs. Now my dad's legs were like sticks, you know, like thin sticks, right? But I ended up getting my dad's face, my dad's hands, and my and my mum's calves. Mm -hmm. So so she's got diamond calves. So I got the best of everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> but but I did inherit a weakness of the eyes from my dad because that was the, that was the, that was the genetic transfer from my dad, mm -hmm. right? So he, he wore glasses at forty-two, right? But because it's a long story, but because I I knew about the genetics. I was able to design a package for my eyes at the age of 50. And I, and I, and I actually blew the genetics apart 
I, I didn't wear glasses till 50, right? But at 50, I did. But then I followed up a certain system that I worked on, and that system is so um, so unique. I took a double formula what was designed, plus the, the, the exercise and so on. And at the age of 51 and a half, using our ideology and nutrition combined, and exercise, and mental uh, vision, I stopped wearing glasses at the age of 51 and a half. And in August, I wearing, uh, in, I'll be 74, and I still do not wear glasses. Mm -hmm. So in other words, to the help, to the help of iridology and another science which I'll tell you about, I was able to stop wearing glasses. And actually, I, I think now at the point where we, what I'm doing, I think I'll get to 100, 120 without glasses, which is extraordinary. Right? Yeah, now, now, if you speak to most optometrists, which I have, um, they'll tell you 45 is about the limit. You wear glasses, especially in today's environment, right? The iridology is, 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 is an amazing science that once you know what you're doing, mm. and, I, and I think because I've dedicated from, from 1976 till now, which is, which is 44 years, I've dedicated 44 years to understanding it. That's why I reckon I'm really not the peak of my game, right? And, and, and I, I can still put another 20 years into it. And this is where now I need to teach someone or group of people how to take this and run it to the next level up, right? Okay. You, you, you know, it, it, this is such an amazing tool to help humanity. And for the life of me, I don't understand why the, the, the general healing profession doesn't, doesn't look at that and, and really get involved into it. It's probably, it's probably too much dedication. What? Do you think it's I, to learn? Sorry, go on. What do you think is the reason that? I think I think I think the money is coming to it. I think the money. I think I think if you get easy money, hundred thousand pounds, by being a, you know, a medical practitioner or something on that line, that's it. You're not. That's enough for you. You 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 don't want. You don't need to go anymore. That's it, right? But I'm much more than that. So is Petrina. We want to help thousands and thousands more people. To, to recover and we still get paid. Mm -hmm. We still get paid. At the end of the day, when we judged, they're gonna say this this guy chased the money or did he chase the health? Mm -hmm. And 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 it's gonna be absolutely on the table. We help people for their health and their wellness. Yeah. And 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 that's what you judged on, not on the money. Yeah. You see you gotta be you gotta be authentic. Right? Yeah. And when people meet me, the kids meet me, I see the look on their faces, it's like their instant rapport. Because, you know, when you're authentic, kids are six years old, seven years old, they pick up on you. They pick up whether you're evil or not. They do, right? Yeah. And you know, you look at them and you, 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 you talk to them and, and they have no problem getting their eyes photographed because they trust me. Mm. And within minutes, they trust me. They, they, their family trusts me. We work, we work with that. Now, back to the iridology is that I believe now, Petrina has now been trained for eight years. So she now understands how it works and the potency of it. Now, I want to give you an example about how, what happened to her, right? About uh, probably years 10 years ago, I started getting it. And I said to her, you have, if you want to be with this, you have to really follow my advice. Don't, don't jump on the pizzas or the chocolate or whatever, right? She was a bit fond of chocolate, right? 
And uh, anyway, <laughs> most women are, you know. So, so anyway, anyway, so I said to her, "You've got to follow my advice, and then that's going to pay you big dividends." So, and for about five years, she did exactly like that. She she ate a good breakfast, the way I taught her, lunch, fruits, vegetables, herbs, and by then we were also eating from the yard, from our own garden, right? And then the acid test came this way. About three years back, uh, her school friends, right? She went to school, a very famous school in, in Malaysia. Her school friends invited her, us, to come to a Chinese restaurant, a floating Chinese restaurant in London. And it was about 15 of them, 15 to 18. And I always remember what happened. So I'm taking for granted that Petrina looks good like this, you see. I'm taking it for granted. So. We arrived there, we were the last to arrive, we have come from a long way. Most of them were local and were inside London. As we walked in the restaurant, we walked on the gangplank, we walked up and they saw us come in. The whole 15 stopped and went like that. Mm -hmm. and I, thought, I thought, I know what they're looking at. They're looking at Petrina. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, assessing, they're assessing what Petrina looks like. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't seen some of them hadn't seen it for 20 years, right? Mm. So she was a prefect that so they knew her. So when they sat down, the, the same. The, there's this one lady in particular, she looked up and said, Petrina, what is your secret? Right? What is your secret? And she said, she pointed to me, she said, Ask him. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole conversation from then on went on about our ideology. So right. it's about when you say the secret is about nutrition, then is it about once you know what is not right? So the aridology is about about knowing what in your body is not right, yeah, uh, or emotions, and then nutrition is what helps resolve it. Is that what, correct? Well, it's, it's well, it's more than that. It's more than that. Um, you the aridology is a phenomenal tool, right? But but without that, without nutrition, uh, it wouldn't work, right? Mm -hmm. You have to know nutrition, but yeah, but a lot of our ideologists that I've met, right, they're quite good at it. They quite they can take photographs, analyze, but that's where they stop short. They don't understand nutrition fully. They, they right. don't actually give huh? customers yeah. the solutions. They, yes. They'll tell you about the problems, what yeah. they've seen in the yeah. eyes, but yeah. some of the solutions. Yeah, they, yeah. They'll, they'll even tell the customer, exactly. uh, go and see a dietitian or go and see a nutritionist, yeah. right? Big mistake. I think you've got to you've got to be the one that sees the problem and also guides them in nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. The other factor that is that's come around for the last 25 years also is I learned that part from a Chinese physician who was a very capable acupuncturist and 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 knowledge of Chinese medicine. And he and I remember he, he told me this when I first when he when he first was teaching it. He said he looked at me one day, he knew I was ready. He said to me, Mr. Ronald, the liver is a seat of anger. Mm -hmm. And I went, wow. And I looked at him, I said, let me get this right. Because it can be cryptic. Right? I said, let me get this right. Are you telling me that when the liver is angry, it makes you angry? He goes, yes. And when someone is angry, it makes the liver angry? He goes, yes. Mm -hmm. And and from that moment on, we we were taught the next level. So, so that when the liver is angry, it makes you angry. When you're angry, it makes the liver angry. Right, so when you talk liver, you talk about liver and gallbladder, right? Now, then the pancreas is a seat of sadness, 
it's a seat of suicide and depression, right? And the, and the, and the eyes, if you have eye problems, very often is because you're scared of your future. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the, in a colon, if you've got diarrhea fairly constantly, it means that your 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 frustration in life is high. You might be in a job that you don't like, and you're constantly frustrated because it's not your it's not your career in life, it's not your vocation. So you get diarrhea quite often, and that's the column. Right? Yeah, and you've got uh, back problems. Yeah. Normally, it's chance that you're not feeling supported. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. is fascinating. <laughs> so, so if you if you've got back problems, uh, it could be a lack of money. Or, or, or lack of feeling that you lack money. It can also that you that your partner or your people in life in your life don't support you. Yeah, or you feel that they don't support you. Yeah, because your back is your support of your body, right? Without your back, you wouldn't stand, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, so now, one, I'll just move forward a bit. Yeah, and I want As to hear some stories about how how you help people. Say, I know sure. stories about cancer and small other serious things. Yes, I would yes. like those shocking stories to hear a few of those as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll just I'll just Very tell you, I'll, I'll tell you the next. The ne sorry, the next up uh, is another science which I worked on as well for the last twenty five years. Now we have iridology, which is the eyes, the iris, and then we now have sclerology. Mm -hmm. Right, which is the study of the sclera, yeah. which is the whites of the eyes, right? And and I studied that at length as well. So when we photograph the eyes, we look with the only people in the world that do a straight shot, and then looking left, looking right, looking up, looking down. Now the sclerology is a study of the whites of the eyes, and what we see there is the capillaries that are blown up, they're twisted. They're, they're broken and we can see, we can add an enormous dimension of the next level of how sick that person is, mm -hmm. right? We can tell whether they're smoking. We can tell whether they have headaches from the sclera. Lack right? of vitamin C. Lack of well. vitamin C, we can see it, right? And we've got a photo we can show you later of this lady in um, Malaysia uh, that she used to smoke cigarettes for, for breakfast and lunch and, and, and breakfast and lunch, have a cup of coffee. So she smoked all through the day. Mm. And, then, and then the only meal she had was like a bit of chicken and some greens. Well, the, greens yeah. the, the greens, yeah. believe it or not, actually, she claimed it was two vegetables. What The two vegetables was actually peas, yeah. garden peas yeah. and potatoes. potatoes. Those That's were the two vegetables. Yeah. And, and her eyes were like a bloodshot tomato. We actually met her in an area which was sort of like a jungle area yes, in Malaysia. Yes, yes. And in the dark, we actually there quite late at night. You Lemon could actually fox. see her, the whites of her eye was actually all red. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like if you squash a tomato in her eye. It was a, and, and, and she was in terrible shape, right? But, but, but when we looked at the emotional part, she wasn't going to listen. We could tell she wasn't going to listen. Mm. So we didn't want to waste our time. Right? But you've got, to, you've got to deal with patients that want to, that want to work with you. Of course, right. and can't force them to change. Well, exactly, and they've they've got to be wise enough and smart enough to pick up that you're smart, you're super smart, right? And that's how it works. So when you ask the question, it's a good question. When you ask about some really tough cases we worked on, um, yes, I'll, I'll give you one of the worst ones. Um, we met a guy about two and a half years ago, 
uh, came from um, from a Caribbean area, lives here, lived here, uh, with a massive thyroid, thyroid tumor. Right now, here I'm not joking. From here, when he came in, his brother knew us, referred referred this guy. So he came in, and the tumor was from here, right over his shoulder, and past it. Mm -hmm. Imagine it like a rugby ball. Yeah, it was a size like that. He, and he, he was dying, no doubt about it, he was dying, you know. He'd lost about 45 to 50 pounds in muscular weight, lost all his hair. He'd been to 10 chemotherapies, right? He had 20 more to go. And the elder brother knew that if he went down for the extra dose of chemotherapy, there was a strong chance he was going to die, right? So anyway, I said, come over. So I sat him down and I knew, I knew he was worried about money because he had been sacked, couldn't work. Mm -hmm. anyway, the first thing I said to him, I said, look, before you worry about how you're going to pay me, don't worry about it. I'm going to spend two hours or so with you. But what I want you to do is listen to my advice and don't go back to the chemotherapy. Don't. Because mm -hmm. I'm telling you now, you'll be dead man walking. And he just looked at me. So I spent two hours doing his eyes, checking it out. And then at the end of two hours, <coughs> I, Excuse me. what we call a unique deep tissue detoxification program, right? We used that and about remarkably, he didn't go back to the chemotherapies, only had 10. Within eight weeks later, within three weeks we had results already, but eight weeks, the tumor shrunk by half, by half, which is extraordinary. Shrunk yeah. by half, it's very super extraordinary. Shrunk by half. And then I then applied the next lot of eight where we applied it and this tumor shrunk to one centimeter. Mm -hmm. One centimeter, you could hardly see it, but it was still there. But it wasn't as bad as before, right? Anyway, as fate would have it, I had to travel to Australia and I met with a guy called Peter, Peter Edwards and Peter McDonald. Peter was a very capable guy, still is, same age as me. And he used to run the, 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 the Gold Coast uh, health food shop. And then he went on his own in markets and all. And he said to him, I told him the case, and he said, have you tried colloidal silver, colloidal silver to kill the last lot? Mm -hmm. And I said, I've heard about it, but he, I, said, I said, have you got any more info? He said, yes. Anyway, I correlated what he gave me and I correlated another book that I got on cancer and prevention. And the guy was unequivocal. They both said colloidal silver will kill 650 viruses. 650. That means the flu, AIDS, as, you know, emphysema, it will kill the viruses that cause that. Quite fascinating, right? So anyway, I got him a bottle, about $35 Australian, sent it here, and I said, one teaspoon under his tongue, right? And, and three times a day. Three weeks later, went back to the oncologist, they checked him out, no cancer, gone. Really? He was blown away. I mean, so we, 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 we just, we just, we just sort of the fitting peg that was the last bit. Now, so it's been two and a half years, and he hasn't had any recurrence of cancer or tumors at all. None. The, the other uh, case yeah. which we helped was uh, about five years ago now. We mm. helped this lady who was yeah. a critical care nurse. Yes. She was only about 23 when she saw us. Yes. And she's been having severe migraines for at least 10 years since she was 13. 
And she went to doctor after doctor and none of them could actually tell her what was wrong with her. Mm. And she eventually went to the so-called best surgeons in UK and two, two other countries, Belgium, in, and Belgium and France as well. Mm. And they all told her she had a tumor and she needed surgery on her brain. Mm. So her being a critical care nurse, she said she's not going to have that dangerous sort of surgery on her on her head. You got to drill into the brain. Yes. <laughs> so she eventually heard about us, yeah. and we saw that the tumor, the so-called tumor, was actually remember when Ronald was saying between ten to twelve. Yeah. Uh, ten to two. That's actually the brain area, the head area. Mm-hmm. So we actually, when we took photos, we actually saw that around that area, there was actually like toxicity in terms of like, was like yeah. shadows. Yes. And the toxicity was actually to do more or less with the food she was eating. She was eating a lot of fast food, convenience foods. Mm. So when we got her off that and also implemented some supplements, top quality supplements. If I could just explain. Yeah. The shadows, to be, they, were, they were more like a dark, dark brown, muddy shadows in the picture in the, of the eye. Okay, so keep going. Yeah. yeah. So when she followed our advice, taking, yeah. uh, getting off the fast foods, all the convenience processed mm. foods, mm. and taking the top quality supplements, she eventually got rid of her migraines naturally. Yes. So it yeah. was tumor basically. It wasn't tumor, so no. there was no need. Yeah. So can you imagine if she scary. had followed? Very scary stuff. Eminent, yeah. eminent doctors. Yeah. Eminent, well-trained doctors. In the UK, Belgium and France, all eminent, all respected, mm. kept telling her the same thing. You you probably got a tumor. We're going to have to drill into your brain and just see what's in there. When I looked, when I photographed her eyes and I asked her about what she was eating, see, that's the correlation. They never did. We did. So we followed that. What we found was there was a shadow, all right, and we could actually pinpoint the shadow here, just here. Mm-hmm. In other words, on the base part of the brain. And you know what the shadow was made of? Junk food. Of uh, what? Junk, junk food. food. Fast food. Junk food. Right, yeah. Genius food. Oils, oils and toxicity and all the wrong, all the wrong um, toxins. Yeah. Preservatives, pesticides, all had gone into that brain area. And that's what was giving her the, the massive headache. The mi- she had migraines. The moment we cleared a whole body, including that part of the brain, <laughs> The migraines disappeared completely. Her, her migraines were yeah. so bad that it was actually affecting her work. She yeah. was off work at least two, three times a week. Yes. So yeah. now she's actually able to work completely. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? That's amazing. And obviously she didn't get surgery on her head, which is... No operation. No operation. The, another one was a young, um, young um, Caribbean type person living here. And we, a mother, his mother was one of our first patients, right? So, what actually happened? He, he, he you know, he would, he wouldn't listen to his mother, but he went skiing. His mother kept telling him, "You got to eat this, you got to eat that." Anyway, he went skiing. He cracked his knee. He cracked his knee on his left knee. He cracked his knee like one and one and a half minutes. Cracked it one and a half millimeters, and he was in terrible pain, right? And he, they had to put a cast on and everything else. The doctor wanted four thousand pounds. To, to generate steel plates and operation, surgery, mm-hmm. what else? And then, and then he probably would never be able to walk properly again anyway. Anyway, so the mother told him, ring Ronald, ring Petrina, talk to them first. Mm-hmm. So he did. He was smart enough. He did. He was desperate. So we, we gave him the treatment. 
And about eight weeks later, the, the, the knee that was cracked a millimeter and a half, completely healed, <laughs> completely, without any operation. What was the treatment? What did you give him at a time? Well, we, gave him, we, gave him, we detoxified him first, and then we give him a specific, specific foods, foods and, and we also supplements. supplements like antioxidants and minerals, but very specific in, for him only, right? And it was such a powerful combination, the knee had no option but to renew, right? And he was in his 30s. He was in his 30s. So the mother just was so grateful, right? But so he would have had, they would have had to find 4,000. But, but again, he, he could probably, with a proper, proper uh, treatment, he could walk again, like we did. But if he'd had the wrong operation and went wrong, he may have been paralyzed in that knee forever. Especially with uh, the metal Especially with the metal plate being permanent. You know, like that. You, can't, you can't bend the knee, right? So then you can't walk, you can't run, you can't swim, you can't do anything. So, so we were so pleased to do that. There's a couple of others. Um, that was a spectacular case as well. I was on television uh, and on London, London TV, and I was talking about herbs that day. I was talking about the power of herbs. And this lady was flicking the channel, right? It was about 400, she was clicking the channel. She came across this channel and I happened to be on that channel live mm -hmm. speaking about how the body works and our idology and so on. Anyway, she, she immediately rang the channel and she said, look, I wanted to talk to this guy. He's making sense, right? And so anyway, the channel gave her Petrina's number. She rang Petrina for about an hour. She spoke to Petrina. She was that suspicious. She had been to so many doctors, she was getting nowhere. Anyway, she rang Petrina, Petrina explained everything. Anyway, she made the time she came. This lady was suffering from about 40 years, 40 plus years on psoriasis, yeah. which is a very yeah. uh, severe skin issue. Very severe. It's way past eczema, right? She was so toxic with that psoriasis. Her scalp, her forehead, her face, her eyes, her nose, her back, all of her arms, even, this, even the center part here was peeling. Was, was peeling. It was like a leprosy. And when, in fact, just to go forward a bit, when she finished here, Petrina had to vacuum the floor. There was, it was like a snowflakes on all over the floor. It was terrible. And this woman had seen 38 doctors, 38 doctors, including seven skin specialists from Harley Street. Wow. And they all could not fix it because they didn't know how to tackle it. Right? They kept giving all kinds of ointments and medicine and antibiotics or whatever, but we found it. And we did, we, we looked at the eyes, we detoxified her. It took about three weeks, she got results, and, another, and then it took about 16 weeks all up, four months. That's not bad, four months after about 38 years, right? Four, and then she was completely healed, completely. You know, completely, no, not a single mark of psoriasis left, right? And so I've seen this happen in Malaysia. I've seen it happen in Singapore, Australia. So I'm now writing a book, uh, a book on how to heal psoriasis. Mm -hmm. because, because the the market for psoriasis is that, is there so many people suffering from it? It's equivalent to $13.25 billion US by the year 2025. So that means there's a lot, there's a big percentage of people who suffer from psoriasis. It's, it's fascinating yeah. stuff, isn't it? Um, yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe it the first time I heard <laughs> it. I mean, it, I, I can believe it, but it's just, it, it is incredible. And what I find most incredible is that you have a, a very tangible tool to actually tell what's wrong and where. Yeah. It, 
it's and obviously you have a lot of years of experience behind you which i i, I think uh, that is in you know incomparable like somebody who just started would be completely different even yes. if you have a passion to do the same thing you do you yeah. guys combined have all these years of experience in both iridology and nutrition yes so it's it's amazing we just want to share one more um yeah, of course. that we managed to give or yeah. rather ronald did there was a family in malaysia and the son was about eight or nine years old at the time mm. and he had severe asthma yes and he was having what four four yeah, lots four of ventolins, ventolins, you know the, the pump the buffer yeah. four lots per day and the, the the extreme thing about that is the parents with all good parents will, will think they were actually saying yes i give my food uh, my kid good food yeah so ronald told him to actually <laughs> told told the dad to actually write down exactly what the the, the son was being given yes. so he, he wrote down everything yes. ronald crossed out about 95 percent of the food yeah so the guy panicked and said what am i gonna give i thought this was good food yeah so ronald changed the food and then now the son's slightly older and he's come off the ventolin he's able to play the flute the harmonica and all the other yeah. all, all the other wind instruments yes so yeah. that's a real good transformation as well what what you should have seen the look on his face i, I said i said i got three pens here i got a blue pen a green pen and a red pen if you see me pick up the red pen that means you're not doing the right thing right <laughs> so he, he gave me eight pages of what they gave this kid eight pages I went through it fast because I know my stuff. I went through it and I went noodles, this, that, chop up, chop up. And then, but back a couple of steps, this guy used to go to hospital in an ambulance once a month mm -hmm. with a ventilator. And in fact, they'd made the, 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 the leather worker had made a, a, a what I got, a, a satchel, a little satchel to put on the side of his belt where he could put his ventilator in there at school. Oh, so okay. he had the ventilins on him, no matter where he went, on his, on his hip. And every time he had an attack, he would just puff, right? And this ventolin, this ventolin was, was a killer. He'd, he'd been on it for eight years. So within about 16 weeks, again, uh, totally healed, complexion changes. Uh, like she said, flute, piano, guitar, running around, volleyball, swimming. And and the parents, I was like, all right, what, what a way. See, that's that's how it works, you know. So what actually happened is that when you see that sort of result, it's very encouraging for the patients and for us. Yeah. We we've seen that our system works, right? And now there's a, people say that you you actually you actually fail. No, we don't fail. The the, the reason why the patients fail is because they do a part of what we recommend or a small part or medium part but they don't do the whole thing yeah right? and so you you if you if you if you got a if you've got someone who's very experienced like us you do exactly what you're told exactly <laughs> and then you get results and then and then you don't that that's that's the only reason it works because you you follow the advice that's been proven with thousands and thousands of cases before right is it and, and and that's what's fascinating right now whilst we whilst we're under that i'll just show you one more chart because i think that's fascinating what happened is that when you're born right when you're born you're here in that blue color okay the blue color so you're there now that means you're in reasonably good shape but if you get sick with colds or whatever you don't treat it properly but you suppress it with drugs you then move from that sector 
to the next sector, which is this one here. That's acute. You got darker there, and that's subacute. Then you got a chronic, and then you got a degenerative. In other words, you've traveled to four levels of stage of disease, right? And I can tell you now, if the medical profession understood this, 90% of the hospitals would be empty, right? Because that's, the, that's where you've got to know where the person is. We have the ability to our radiology and sclerology to know which organs are here, 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 or here, right? Now, remarkably, in America and here, at that level here, chronic, 80% of disease in the UK and America is there. 80%. That's amazing. Because that's... <laughs> yeah, that is, that is staggering. Yeah, staggering. And then, and then, then this one here with the degenerative, that's where, you're, that's where you've got asthma, cancer, tumours, arthritis. arthritis, terrible joint pain. That's where, that's where you're suffering from. Now, remarkably, this science is so powerful, you can actually take someone at that stage, in that, at, that, at that advanced stage of toxicity and damage, and applying the right nutrition, applying the right detoxification, you can reverse them right back to the start. Right back, right? Yep. And, and I've proven that myself because I, I'm 74 next in August. My skin is younger now than when I was 50. Really? <laughs> I can believe that. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you can see my skin. It's not a mark. You know? And you can see my hair. Look at this. See? And, I'm, and, <laughs> I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that to brag. I'm past that. I'm saying that to just show you how exciting it is. What is possible. What is possible. Yeah. What is possible. Right? And, 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 and this, is where, this is where it gets interesting. Yeah. Okay. And what, it's possible with simple, sorry, go on. Go on, yeah, go on. It's possible with simple changes, I guess, as you said, all this yes. is possible with nutrition. Yes. It's not that you need to do something yeah. impossible yeah. To, to do, I suppose. Yeah. Even the diet you recommend, or not diet, I don't like to use that word. No, no, you know, the nutritional no. changes you recommend, I suppose yeah. they're not so hard to, to do as long no. as you want to put in the effort. No. Yeah, That's you, right. you can make the changes gradually. gradually. For example, yeah. we don't recommend white rice. So for those of you who are eating white rice, we'll, we'll just say just just introduce a bit of brown rice and yeah. other rice yeah. into the mixture. Maybe yeah. like ninety percent white and then ten percent brown. Yeah. And then slowly increase the brown mixture and yeah. Yeah. eliminate the white. You, you've raised a very interesting point because I would say that about ninety six percent of people who are sick, right? Mm -hmm. will not listen to us in full at first will not right because it's just like it's like it's like going from north to south right they won't so what we do we explain to them we would like them to go north mm -hmm. they're south mm -hmm. now in the cold we'd like them to go north but we said we're going to introduce you to a change in your breakfast mm -hmm. so we start with breakfast and we we we, we design a great breakfast and then what happened after a few weeks, we go, how are you going? Oh, wow, feeling great, feeling this. And they go, and then they say to us, what else do you recommend? Mm -hmm. That means their mind is now open. Yeah. So then we come in with lunch or dinner, and eventually they ask us about the next stage. Then they ask us about exercise. Then they ask us about water. Then they ask us about drinks. They ask us about cooking equipment. And, and some people go all the way with their whole 28 protocols. 
right? But we, we have learned we never force anybody to do everything at once. Hmm. It, that's probably would be too overwhelming and they would only slip <laughs> back. So it, it, it would, yeah, it overwhelms most people because although they sense and they see that we're very capable, they still want to see results mm. with a step, with one or two steps. They want yeah. to see results. Then you create and a belief and you want more of it. Yeah. And then they, once they trust us at that point, could be three weeks, could be three months. Once they trust us, they're unstoppable. Then they bring their family, they bring their kids, they bring, they bring sometimes they bring their own doctors. <laughs> <laughs> what to do that as well to you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Starting nutrition, um, you mentioned brown rice or white rice is not great for you to recommend yep. brown rice. Correct. What are the other yep. main things that you recommend? The other question will be about uh, you mentioned frustration, fear, and there's different yeah. emotions. So I'll be really interested to know about yep. that mind, body, or emotions and body connection and, and the eye and, and what else you can see and how, how you help fix that as well. Sure. Is it again through nutrition yep. or yep. not? But let's go to the first question. What are the main nutritional things that you would recommend for across the world rather than for well, specific issues? Well, the, 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 what you've got to remember is this. If you go back 2,000 years or more, the human race was created from the earth, mm. from the soil of the earth. That's it, soil of the earth. Now, so when you've done as much organic gaining as I have, and all the guys I've dealt with and the women I've dealt with, organic gardening is about understanding the mineralization of the soil, minerals, right? Mm. So I worked out, wow, this is interesting. If we were made from the earth of the soil, or the soil of the earth, right, okay, that means that if we put the right minerals back in the system at any age, we become young again. We become young again. So, so the nutrition that we work with is we always do that first. If there's a need for, for detoxification, we always apply deep tissue detoxification the way we teach it first. Right? In other words, you're cleaning your toilet first. Right? Clean that up first, right? So we clean that up first. And then we bring them on the fibers and a part of it, fibers, and then antioxidants and minerals, big range of minerals. So they're getting all the key minerals like potassium, phosphorus, potassium, uh, magnesium, uh, selenium, molybdenum. We, 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 we work out what's missing. Mm -hmm. And we put them on a broad range of quality nutrition, which, which, which basically has got a five-star a platinum plus quality, right? Mm -hmm. and we, then they get results pretty quick then because they're, they're feeding the body all the right nutrition. They get, at that point in time, we then, okay, improve their breakfast more, their lunch more, and then we start with the nutrition three times a day, right? And then we start applying different types of nutrition like, for example, the rice. Instead of people going from white rice to one rice, we've come up with a system. We put 40% brown rice, 40% red rice and 20% wild rice. Okay. Can you, can you see the difference all of a sudden? You go from this denatured, polluted, GM modified, mm. rubbish, white rice, you're now getting wild rice, brown rice, red rice. Yeah. You change your body from having no B complex vitamins to a complete B complex vitamins. Yeah. And your energy level goes to the roof. Yeah, I can 
I can only imagine that. There's a yeah. question actually here from Stephanie. What do you base nutrition on, if I may ask, elimination of processed foods, mucus forming foods, etc.? I think basically you just answered that. Um, well, 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 I can, I, well, well the, first, the first thing you've got to do, you made a very interesting comment before. You said, I don't like the word diets. Mm. And so you should. Look at the first three letters. D-I-E. <laughs> oh, God, I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> you bother? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. When people study dietetics, mm. they study how to keep people from dying. <laughs> keep people That's with a very minimal with budget. With a minimal budget. See, dietitians, dietetics, whatever, work in hospitals. They never have their own, their own clinic, never. They work in hospital and they get given a budget of about eight pounds or nine pounds and they feed sick people on that budget. Mm. Now, that's not nutrition. That is a diet. If right? you've ever been to the hospital, yeah. you look at the food, what oh. do they do? Mashed potato, which yeah. is the powder form of mash. Yes. Maybe a yeah. slice of apple. Yes. And a piece of meat. Yeah, cup of tea. Yeah. Yes. So, we, 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 so we, we look at that and we look at the doctors, we look at the nurses, and we say, well, what are these people doing? What what are they doing? Like, I mean, they're listening to a dietitian who's who's got who's got a year beyond them, a year of work, and that's the one they rely to feed people that 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 uh, that uh, bit of chicken. And they put. And then the other thing I notice, every hospital I'm in, they give them chicken with the skin on, hmm. and it's fried. They said the first thing you got to do is take the chicken skin off, right? Because if you're sick, you got to get the fat off, the wrong fat, right? Okay. So, 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 so the nutrition, the, the nutrition is a next level. You have to detoxify first. Mm -hmm. Right. And, 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 and in a way I can explain this. Well, let's say you've got a house, right? And your house hasn't been cleaned properly for 30 years. And you want, you want to call a hoarder, right? You've got stuff everywhere, right? Now, if you put one or two cleaners, that's going to take years to clean up. Mm. But if we put say 16 cleaners in, right? And they're all given a certain job, like the toilet first, then the bathroom. Within a matter of one week, your, <laughs> your house is sparking clean. Mm -hmm. That is what we call deep tissue detoxification in the body. Yeah. You don't, you don't see it, but you feel it. You see? You know, so, so, so it's like, it's like if you, if, for example, if you've got a toilet, but you don't flush your toilet for about a week. What do you think the house is going to be like? Right? So some people are eight years old, right? They've, they've eaten millions and millions, literally millions of, of food, like a little mini supermarket, and they expect to feel good. They won't. Yeah. You have to put them to this system of deep tissue detoxification. You have to know exactly what to do with them. Yeah. But they have to do it within, within their discipline. With that, their own paces as well. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Stephanie said, sorry. I can see Philip's uh, partners going like this. <laughs> you, you're seeing the truth, eh? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, are we answering the question? Uh, yeah, that's so. I so see Stephanie said it is indeed. That makes sense. Okay. If you have any other questions, please pop them in the chat box, either the Zoom or the Facebook Live. I have one more question, as I mentioned yeah. before. What yeah. about things such as emotions, trauma? Ah kind of stuff that you see. So all the emotional side of the equation and the mind side of the equation. Um, you said it's related to, let's say, 
they're relating to certain organs, etc. Do you see them yep. separately? Do you see them together with, say, if you say you have something wrong with your eyes, yes, that means you're fearful for the future. If it's the colon's frustration, yes. and then once you see that, how do you fix that? Or how do well, you work? Well, with well, that's a that's that's a really very important question. Very, because because you see, if you go to a dietitian, mm. uh, for example. Uh, or most doctors for that matter, they will never, ever, ever talk about your emotion. No. <laughs> unless unless they're a really rare bird, right? They will not talk about your emotion. Now, it's very important as part of our healing practice, wellness, that when you talk, when you analyze the eyes, that you look for the signs of stress. You look for that, okay? And we see that. there, There, there is a system in the eye it's called contraction furrows or stress rings. And if you look at the iris, you will see a circle. Mm -hmm. You'll see a circle of deep furrow, like a, like, a, like a digger's dug into the soil. You'll see that circle. Sometimes it's concentric completely. Sometimes it's just at eight o'clock on the liver or the brain. So, and and it, it can go up to five rings, five stress rings. And every and of course from that point on you get to know there's a big emotional factor you you get to know it mm -hmm. and then you start asking questions discreetly without harming their mind right you, you you then start talking about their family their support system their work how do they feel about it and i've seen people burst into tears after about mm -hmm. 10 minutes because for for once in their life somebody's asked enough questions to find a bottom line what is the real problem we, right? we've even seen cases yeah. for children as yeah. young as like five years old yes. and they've got like three or four stress rings yes and that's probably the case that they might have been bullied in school or yeah. something like that yes yeah and those stress rings is remarkable if the ring is concentric completely one ring that person is suffering from 20 percent stress right? what, what is what is the scale? What is twenty difference? Well, 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 yeah, I'm about to explain to you. So, right. so, so one ring. Now, one ring is twenty percent stress. Two rings, forty percent. Three rings, sixty percent. Four rings, eighty percent stress. Five rings, extremely stressed. Mm -hmm. right? And I've discovered this link. If someone's got five ring concentric all around, that person has thought about suicide is quite depressed internally they mightn't show it but they will talk about suicide they'll even commit suicide so you have to deal with it very fast right and so so when we see the degree of rings we can then approach that person on an emotional level and say what's your love life like what's your partner like what's your mum like what's your dad like did you have a good childhood? You asked a smart question in a really discreet, gentle way. And then you see people react and tear up. And, you, and then you say, look, you've come in the right hands. You, you can get rid of this emotion. We're going to deal with it this way. So then we teach them what minerals to use, right? And what special vitamins to use to actually get rid of a nasty emotion inside them. We do it. Because you've got to give a person B complex vitamins and minerals for their for their the nervous system to calm down, their brain to sharpen up, to correlate and work. And what that does, that combination of B complex vitamins, vitamin C, minerals, and so on, plus yourself talking about emotion, 
and read and write books and support, what that does, it creates an enormous bridge that they can go across and get to the other side where they belong. About five years ago, we helped a teenager. She was in her late teens, about 17, and she could not yeah. lift her arm beyond this point. Yes. Well, it's any normal person can lift up high, but she yeah. was just there. Yeah. And when we found out, she was actually affected emotionally as well because um, she was in an unhappy household at the time. Yes. Her parents were constantly fighting and that affected her. Yeah. So eventually, with our help with uh, proper nutrition and also the right mental attitude, she's now able to actually lift her arm fully. Yeah. She'd never been able to lift her arm for about three or four years. But, but that, like Regina said, the household, we know them, the household was putrid. Their the husband and wife were always fighting. The, the husband who got fishing wouldn't care about the kids. Uh, he got drinking and so on and so on. But what happened is that when you combine all that, that she, she, uh, uh, like that, she didn't want to lift her arm. In other words, she didn't want to pay the part of She couldn't. It was painful. Yeah. Mm. The moment we put on the right minerals, she was able to do this, you know, and she was only about 16, right? So if we hadn't intervened, there's a very strong chance she would have been very sick at the age of 30. Yeah. But, but that's what's exciting about what we do. But, but the, 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 I suppose the question begs to be asked is that how many people do what we do in the world? Do you have the answer? I would say probably 10. Yeah. 10, yeah, 10 people worldwide, because we know we've been across, we've been to America, we've been to Canada, we, we've been to all these places. We know, we know what's out there, right? And, and, and certainly in the, in the medical profession, none, maybe one or two after they've been medical, after they've seen the light with us, then, then they start to think like us. But then, they, by then they're 60, 70, maybe, two, and then they say, oh, too late for me, you know, they just don't see it. But we well, well, Katrina's been quite young, and I've been in it since about oh, 14 years old. I've, I've I've grown up with this with this thinking. Mm. See, see the difference? So I'd say 10 people in the world can 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 do what I do, what we do. Ten. Why is that? Why is that? Is that because I mean, there are people who do holistic and alternative medicine. Sure. So it's not that. Obviously, it's not mainstream like like no. traditional medicine but there are people that are nutritionists they're yeah. you know, holistic dentist practitioners why is it that aridology is not popular or, or not popular among those people at the very least why well, do you well, because because, they, because i'll tell you what it is number one they haven't had anybody that was good enough to convince them mm. <laughs> yeah you see you see exactly. if you are intelligent you you're a doctor or you're a dentist or you're highly intelligent. You, that's how you got there. But if you don't come across someone like us, right, that really can demonstrate what we do, like in really powerful terms with 25, 30, 40 years of experience, you're going to say, nah, that's a lot of quackery. It doesn't work. Right? Also, right? the other thing I think that sets us apart is we are one of the rare groups that we not only believe in just using one no. one remedy for example a lot of people they said okay you are selling supplements so they go for just one brand yeah well so we know that even the top brand that we do doesn't actually cover everything mm. so we've actually gone for various top quality supplements as yes. well yes. and other products yes same, same with that's a very true it's, it's the same with with uh, if you just eat carrots beetroots and plums 
you have to eat a variety. Yeah, holistic means really. Sorry, yeah, go on. Yeah. yeah. But so for example, like if you, if you use believe in using olive oil, yes. that means you, you can't just live on olive oil, you have to eat live on you know Coconut clean oil. water as well. Go in oil. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But but I, I think I think the conundrum is this that very, very few people have put as much time and dedication as we have. Mm. Very few. So and and, and you can and, and time and dedication. Yeah, because it's a complex, as you showed us the book, it's a complex subject. It's not yeah. more difficult than other things to, uh, yeah. more broad, broader than other things to grasp. Yeah. Well, well, just to explain a bit more, I, I've just been to a big army reunion, the 5th Battalion reunion in March in, in Kilgrid, Queensland. And uh, there was 513 people there from two battalions, right? That's 1,600 men. 513 people, 520 actually turned up. And... I know quite a few of them, and and then and then they're still in a Petrina and they're talking to me, and they turn around and say, "You're still working. You guys still working. You're 70, you're 73. You're still working." Go, yeah. Why don't you retire? Get in the caravan. Go around Australia. Go around the world. Enjoy life. I said, "What makes you think we don't enjoy life?" <laughs> but every one of them, every one of them was so astonished. We're still working. And, and because they, they just couldn't understand. They said, look, we, we get this, we get this pain, we get this money. We, we go in Australia, we go there, we go fishing, we go to... And I said to them, how many people have you healed? Mm. And it's like, oh. That's the sad part. Most people are just looking to make yeah. some money and then retire and then enjoy life because they don't yeah. enjoy their work, likely. Exactly. Well, what you do is not really work and you don't need to retire. Exactly. For example, when we go on holiday, obviously we meet people and they've got different um, health health concerns. We do help them. We can't just say, sorry, we're on holiday, book in and come and see us when, when we are back at work. Yeah. So we're actually also yeah. know, we're working while we're on holiday, but we're helping people whom we may not meet again because we are in a different country. Yeah. 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 And that's brilliant. And you enjoy it. And you don't, I'm, yes. I bet you don't think... Oh, I have to work now. I just want to enjoy my holidays. Just yeah. work yeah. should be part of who you are if you really enjoy it. And instead, yeah. separate compartmentalize, compartmentalize your work and holidays is yeah. it's ridiculous. You know, <laughs> if you we, actually do something you're passionate about. And well, well, in the area in the area we're in, uh, which is like South Chigwell, we are well known. Mm. Most people they come and see us before they go to a doctor. They come and see us, and we give them our own oh, herbal medicine. Yeah. yeah, we give them our own advice, and and we, we've seen people here that don't listen, and they've ended up in a bad way because they wouldn't listen. Mm. But that's but again, this old saying: if you can talk to someone, they're blue in the face. If they don't listen, don't feel guilty. There's there's a scripture in the Bible which is very telling. It says, "Give the good message to the village." And if they don't listen, shake the dust off your sandals and walk away. <laughs> True. You can't force people to change. You can't. You can't force people. So, so in other words, what they're saying, and the time this was said, the road was full of dust, and that's where you wore sandals. In other words, do the right thing, do as much as you can for someone. But if they don't want to listen, and you see that, just say, okay, walk. Yeah. Walk. They may never come back to you. Then again, they may. But yeah, when depends. they're ready. Yeah, it, it depends. So, so, but, but, so our conscience is clear. We, we give the right advice. If they don't listen, well, we've gone to the next village. <laughs>
yeah. <laughs> and they do, they do listen. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If they're not ready, they're not going to implement the advice. So what's no. the point? Exactly. Yeah. Stephanie says following your passion is never really work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, guys. What, it was, what so, did Stephanie say? It, following your passion, your passion is never work. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what. He's also saying that's amazing. The human body is always communicating to us regarding everything in our life experiences, whether or not we pay attention to it. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah, correct. absolutely. Absolutely correct. Well, it's like like I relate to you, you know, about about what you were feeling at one stage, mm -hmm. and then when I mentioned that, you went, you went, wow, <laughs> this guy's picked it up. He's like, just I didn't see you, but. You meant the words you use. I thought, ah, you need to do this. <laughs> so yeah. that, that that that's what it's all. But but when people come and see us, I tell you what, you should see their face after two hours. It's like, <laughs> you know, because we're reading, we're reading everything inside them. Mm. Yeah. So that's quite fascinating. Anyway, anything else? If anybody, my, la, my only last question is, if anybody wants to come and see you guys, what's the best way to contact you? What's the procedure? If anybody now listening today wants to contact you, what's the best way to do that? And yeah, we've, we've got yeah. a calendar system, which you can probably type in. It's calendly.com forward slash wellness iridology. So C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com yeah. forward slash wellness iridology, all one word. If you can type it in the, in the video, that'll be great. And they, they can book in for a, like a 15, 20 minutes chat with us. We will see whether Mm. What, what what sort of concerns they have yeah okay yeah. we'll we'll I'll attach that to the end of the video so they okay. can see the link uh yeah. and anybody anybody who's watching this I, I always say that at the end i hope this is open your eyes <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> and likewise if anybody wants to learn this i guess they can contact yes. you yeah, definitely definitely yeah, definitely. yeah. Definitely. One, one thing we need to point out is you know we, we all have boilers we all most of us have cars and vehicles we have this mot or boiler checkup or servicing at least once a year yeah so why not give our own bodies a health checkup as well yeah it's important yeah. yeah. Rather than find out along the way that you've, you've gone wrong. The, the, the example you always give is if you're going on a long journey and you're driving, would you rather have your car checked up, invest in a bit of money to repair it and go for the long journey or go for the long journey and hope you don't break down? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You will, you will never do that. You could think there might be something wrong. Exactly. You'll never do it with your car, but we do it with our bodies. Mm. In other words, don't wait till you get sick. If you start to feel a bit unwell, get yourself looked at because because that's a warning that something's happening. Yeah. Right? Or even yeah. if you feel well, you never know. It's like you when know. you take your car for servicing or your boiler once mm. a year, mm. you, you don't know what's going wrong. To give you a very good example, years ago, about five years ago, mm. we fortunately decided to upgrade our boiler. And believe it or not, after we decided to upgrade, mm. the day that the engineer was coming to install the boiler, our old boiler, which we thought was still working, but we know it was old, so we need to upgrade it mm. that boiler broke down and it was middle of winter yeah. so we are just so thankful we <laughs> actually changed it before it broke down although there was nothing wrong with it that we could see so it, that i couldn't believe it the boiler the boiler broke down the night before no the, the day the day the day the day, yeah. the day before before the the boiler repair came or the new one quite amazing yeah exactly so that's a great metaphor a great analogy so yeah Guys, yeah. don't uh, don't wait until something really bad happens. Just have yes. a checkup on your body, yeah. your mind, whatever is going wrong. Just have a checkup now.